Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, this is Kami and welcome to The Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to deal with the suffering of others, how to react compassionately, and how to help them frame the situation in something that brings them light instead of darkness. To begin, I wanted to talk about a Buddhist story that deals with themes of grief and suffering that I think, fortunately, most of us will not have to experience. But basically, one time, I think either Buddha or an enlightened being was in a village and there was this lady who just seemed a little bit off and I believe this person asked the villagers oh that person seems a little bit off is she okay what's what's going on with her and that's where they actually told this her story which is that she eloped with her husband and everything was going well but then she got pregnant and then when she realized that the pregnancy was going to be a difficult one, she wanted to go back with her, go back to her parents who were wealthy so they could provide for her. And so basically what she did is she, you know, she started walking and, and, and her husband tried to help her as much as she could because she was preg- heavily pregnant. Um, but basically, you know, they were, they were trekking towards her parents' place, but it was a very, very stormy day. So, you know, when in trying to get his wife across the river, um, unfortunately, her husband was washed away by the torrential rivers and rains and, and she lost her husband instantly. Um, there was no, uh, of course, if this was a you know, a 21st century story, we'd be like, where's the body? But like, uh, this is a folklore story. So we don't know what happened to them. But ultimately, in one second, she lost her husband, and it was devastating, but she had to keep on going um, for the baby. And then basically, she, you know, she, I think, she slipped and fell and went into like premature labor, and she gave birth. Um, But for one reason or another, I think her baby passed away. So she was absolutely devastated by this. And then finally, when she reaches her parents' house, she found out that they've both passed away, I think, by because of the grief of losing their daughter. So all in all, all of the core people in this person's life completely gone in one fell swoop. And this is why this is a very difficult story, because I think a lot of us do not want to think of a scenario where such a thing happens, where you lose your child, you, you, you lose your partner, you lose your parents all in one swoop. But the reason why I find the stories very relevant to us is, is in really the compassion with which the Buddhist um, enlightened being, whether it's Buddha or an enlightened person, approached her grief. They didn't approach her grief as something horrible or horrendous or catastrophic. They approached as it's an unfortunate reality of life and that despite all the difficulties that they've gone through, there's still a kernel of hope within them to actually see beyond that and to grow and develop. And the the ending to the story is that she decides that she wants to learn Buddhist philosophy and she ends up being enlightened. 
And I think what that really goes to show, um, even though there's not a lot of like exactly how she got there, and that's a whole different story entirely, is that no matter all of the difficulties that we face in life, there's always a silver lining. There's always a way to reframe the situation so that we can actually gain from the situation instead of losing. And I think this is particularly relevant and very powerful when we are dealing with the grief of others. Because the truth is, when you are on your spiritual journey and you're opening up and you start to become so compassionate and empathetic towards others, it becomes overwhelming to deal with the sadness and the grief and the anger and the loneliness that other people pour into you. Because when you truly love and care for someone, you feel their suffering right with them. It's almost as if it's your own suffering. But if you both are drowning in anger and in sadness and, and, and in um, frustration, then how do you help that person deal with whatever it is that they're going on? That's the reason why they're opening up to you. So I think really the key thing, and, and I'm taking some inspiration from some really great Buddhist leaders as well. The key thing here is to first listen to listen with an open heart, without judgment. Let them tell you what they want to tell you that is bothering them. And then acknowledge, number two, acknowledge the fact that you're here, that you're here to acknowledge their suffering, to let them know that it's real. And then step number three, remind them that this is temporary, that no matter the suffering, it's gonna pass one day. And that number four, and this might be something that might be the most difficult thing to say, is that usually through suffering, we grow stronger. We understand that we're capable of enduring things and growing despite that. And this suffering in itself is a lesson of like how to deal with other sufferings to come. Because when we are able to train ourselves to reframe the situation as something positive instead of negative, to look at our anxiety and go, this is difficult. I'm very anxious about this, but I know and hope and have faith that this situation will teach me something, will give me something that will help me in the future, that I'm going to grow from this and get even stronger, bigger and better. When we have that kind of hope in our hearts, every time we approach a difficult situation, we're able to actually look at things in a positive way. And that's not to say we should always look at things with a positive way. No, the first step to anything, especially when it comes to the suffering of others, is to acknowledge it, to listen to it, to be open to it. Pain is not the enemy here. It's ignoring it and dealing with the pain in a way that amplifies it instead of reducing it. So for example, this is a situation that recently happened in my life. Someone who's very close to me was going through and is currently continuing to go through something that brings them a lot of anger and a lot of frustration and a lot of pain. And unfortunately, this is something that an experience that they cannot control. There are other parties involved that are very much pulling the strings. And as much as they can try and tr try to exert control of the situation, they can never have complete control. So in the beginning, every time this person opened up to me, I became, I was drowning in their misery because I was miserable too because they were miserable I was miserable like I mean when you care about someone you you very much want to empathize and be there right there with them but what I realized is that I wasn't moving forward from that step 
which is just listening to them and being there with them. If I just stayed there, I would only amplify and expand the anger and the frustration forever. And in the beginning, I think that's okay. But over time, that turns into a very toxic dynamic because every time they're angry and frustrated, you also get angry and frustrated. And then both of you are angry and frustrated. And the unfortunate thing is that when you feel anger, anger and frustration together, you often begin to resent the other person as somewhat the reason why you're feeling this way, especially if you are the one who's listening and they're the one who's going through whatever it is that's causing this frustration and pain. So that's why the second thing and the third and the fourth steps are so important because it's not enough to just listen and absorb. You also need to acknowledge the suffering verbally um, through actions and just let them know that they are listened to. And then number three, you have to remind them that this is not all that there is, that this will pass and that every, and then number four, that every suffering in life, and this is very much the approach that Buddhist philosophy takes. And the reason why in that story, that this lady who had gone through the most devastating, most consequential, most horrific losses in her life of her baby, of her partner, of her parents, she was able to gain enlightenment, which in Buddhism is the greatest spiritual pinnacle that you can achieve. She was able to do that because she saw before her an opportunity to learn and to grow and to gain from the truth of her life and that it's not her fault that all of these things happen. These things happen because suffering is just a part of everyday life. It's unavoidable. The wear and tear, the, the aging, the sickness, um, death, all of these things are inevitable in life and it's not our fault. It's just the nature of existence. And when we all kind of loop that back into whatever personal suffering that our loved one is going through, it all starts to make sense because we realize that fixating on the suffering, fixating on the cause of the suffering, fixating on the people that we believe are causing suffering, that will not end the suffering. The only end to the suffering is to actually focus on the ending of the suffering and rather what suffering is and how to actually eliminate suffering from your life. And I feel like, I don't know if I phrased it very well there, but really it's non-suffering. What you want to create is non-suffering from your suffering. And what I mean by that is whenever difficulties come into your life and it comes into the lives of the people around you, how do you turn that into non-suffering? How do you turn that into an experience, into a learning, into a gain? How do you turn every loss in your life into a strength, into a gain? How do you frame the situation in a way that, you know what, it's okay that your boyfriend or your girlfriend dumped you. Because what this means is you have time to now think about yourself, think about how to be better and find someone who's even more suited for you, who's more compatible with you. And that's kind of like a real world example. But same thing when it comes to jobs, right? It's like whenever you get fired or you lose a job or you quit, how do you then take the learning that you had, had, that you had through that suffering and find something that's better suited for you? Or if you lose a loved one, right, which is very, very difficult, how do you use that grief to make you appreciate the people who are with you in your life more and live more fully without, you know, letting inhibitions that 
may have held you back or have limited your joy, um, you know, actively influence you. At the end of the day, at the core of Buddhist philosophy is this understanding that suffering is just a part of life and how we deal with suffering very much decides everything else. Suffering is inevitable. We all need to accept that. But how we decide to deal with it, and especially for this episode, how we help other people deal with their suffering can make a very big difference in whether in their lives as well as our own. Because we're no longer absorbing and amplifying and multiplying their suffering as well as creating suffering for us. We're actually turning their suffering into non-suffering, which is not just helpful for them because you're giving them a mental and spiritual opening out of that place, out of that place of anger and suffering and frustration, but you're also giving yourself permission to let go of the anger and the sadness and the frustration that other people are going through so that you don't become this bastion that's harboring all of these negative feelings and perspectives. Because, you know, that's why it's so important to make sure that you and yourself are always in tune with whatever you're going through. And you're also handling your own suffering well. Because if you're not, when other people come to you with their suffering, it becomes this like, you know, free-for-all suffering party where everyone is just not in a good place and nobody can move forward. So, you know, if you feel, and this is a very, very important point I have to say, is that if you feel overwhelmed when other people are giving you their suffering, it's totally okay to tell them that, you know what, I really respect, I acknowledge it. I acknowledge your suffering. I hear you. Right now, I can't help you. One day, when I'm more balanced within myself, I want to find a way to help you. I want to wait, find a way to reframe your situation. That day is not today. All I can do is listen. But, you know, this is my limit. This is my boundary. And that's a very, very, very important thing to keep in mind. Um, and something that Buddhism very much emphasizes is that even though we want to be there and we state our intention, sometimes we're not ready. Sometimes we need time and energy to focus on our own suffering before we can help other people. And I think that's why I would always want to bring it back to the analogy of the life raft, which is if your life raft is full of holes and broken and you're drowning, don't even think about trying to fix other people's life rafts. Focus on your life raft first. When you are able to spiritually give and be generous and be kind to yourself in moments of suffering, that is the right time to start helping others and start reframing the suffering of others and to be there for them through and through. That's not to say you can't do something. I don't think ignoring people is very nice, but you can always just listen, acknowledge, and just do what you can and let them know that. If you let them know that, hey, all I can do right now is hear everything over text because otherwise I'm going to get too overwhelmed and I'm going through a lot too. Hey, at least you're trying right? And even if that's not possible and you don't want to hear anything, just say, I, this is not a good day for me because I'm drowning within my own suffering. However, I really, really want to be there for you in the future. So can't like, you know, like, let me come to you and let me let you know when I'm ready to be your friend and be your ally in all of this, because that's just stating the intention that, you know, you're, working on yourself and then by working on yourself you can help them in the future so I think it all kind of works out there 
And if someone is angered by that or unhappy by that, well, then, you know, they're going to have to learn to be patient because there's no point of if you are suffering and in the thick of your own suffering to just throw yourself on another person, because all you're going to do is just amplify the suffering in both of you. So, you know, I think this is a very heavy but necessary episode because ultimately, you know, according to Buddhist philosophy, it's not enough to just work on your own suffering and and to acknowledge and understand it. Um, or rather, that is very much the first thing and the only thing you really need to do. Because if you do that for yourself, you can do that for other people. And it doesn't become this toxic dynamic within yourself or when you're when it comes to your relationships where you're just unable to deal with suffering and it just snowballs into something overwhelming and very, very difficult to deal with. So I think that is the end of this episode, you know, and, you know, just to summarize everything into like a little nugget of, you know, Dharma and Buddhism is, you know, always, always, always think about your own suffering first and deal with it first. Be kind and peaceful to yourself first, because that is going to be the stepping stone to actually being a helpful ally when it comes to their suffering. And then never, ever stew in the suffering and get stuck in step one. Always bring the suffering from to an acknowledgement. And then after acknowledging it, always try to reframe it as a gain. Move towards non-suffering. Don't stay stuck within suffering itself. I hope that was helpful. I hope this brings more clarity and peace into your spiritual journey in life. Thank you again for listening to the Daily Dharma podcast. Um, if you'd like to get some cool Buddhist quotes and phrases in your Instagram feed, please follow us at the Daily Dharma. And there's a dot um, after the the and the Dharma. Um, it's also in our bio. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I'm hoping to have another one for you next week. Stay safe, everyone. And see you soon.